We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. I'm talking about. What's going on, everybody? Another Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer happens to be the birthday edition of the Craft Beer Cast, because tonight, or actually, well, an hour from now, it won't be my birthday anymore, but April 28th happens to be my birthday, and that's when this show is airing this week. We do have a very good show for you tonight, a craft beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour, the usual news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. You can also uh, say to your Alexa enabled device, Alexa, uh, I want to hear the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer. And bingo, you will hear the Craft Beer Cast right on your Alexa enabled uh, device. Uh, also, where you can uh, hear us. As I am actually calling up the website uh, right now, let me see if I get the website up here real quick and see if the uh, the show is on here. Forgive me, the internet is a little bit slow here uh, for the hopped up network, and it is not. Up, is it up there? No, it is going to be up there very soon. The hopped up network. If you go to hoppedupnetwork.com, you will see uh, the craft beer cast probably at the bottom of the page. And all you have to do is click on it, and you can listen to the latest episode of the Craft Beer Cast. Very cool uh, there. A little Sammy Hagar and The Circle. That is uh, one of the tracks from the new album. It's called Trust Fun Baby. Uh, Hagar and the boys in The Circle just started their tour. A very short tour. It's about a uh, little over a month or so, uh, touring across the United States. Sammy Hagar, of course, Michael Anthony. you got Vic Johnson on guitar, and you got uh, Jason Bonham. Uh, on the drums. Good stuff from the boys. Glad to see they're still rocking. Unfortunately, I'm not going to get a chance to see them. The closest they're coming uh, here to the area is in Philly uh, on May 25th, but that's my mom's birthday. I can't do that. So uh, coming up in 20 minutes, uh, Mike Miles, he's the New Jersey rep from Weyerbacher Brewing in Easton, Pennsylvania, will join me. They are in the news this week. We'll get to that uh, in a few minutes. And uh, Mike is going to join me for reaction to the news about Weyerbacher, what's changed, what's going on with Weyerbacher. Uh, that's coming up about 20 minutes from now. I was actually at Weyerbacher Brewing last Friday, the, not this past Friday, but the Friday before. And then, lo and behold, this news comes out on Monday about Weyerbacher this past Monday uh, that we will get to in just a couple of minutes. But first up, let me get some other news and notes out of the way, and then we'll expand on the what's going on with Weyerbacher. So Schmaltz Brewing Company was fined by the New York Liquor Authority $50,000 for 42 violations 
regarding unregistered beer labels and the disclosure of investors. This according to the Albany Business Review. During a Liquor Authority Board meeting last week, Schmaltz owner Jeremy Cowan pleaded no contest, described the violations as unintentional paperwork mistakes, and he told the board, I want to be very clear, we have never purposefully misrepresented on any of this document uh, documentation. Schmaltz uh, struck a deal last year to sell excuse me, their Clinton Park production facility to single-cut beersmiths needed to clear up the violations in order to turn over its license to single-cut owner uh, Rich Busetta. The Business Review reported an attorney for single-cut added that the matter should be resolved uh, in a few weeks. Uh, New Belgium Brewing has officially opened its pub at the Denver International Airport located near uh, Gate B32. The site will feature 20 draft handles. It'll pour core brands like Fat Tire, Amber Ale, uh, Voodoo Ranger IPA, seasonal offerings as well as limited edition releases and wood cellar beers. The company also tapped Denver chef Paul C. Riley to create the menu. The airport pub is the latest New Belgium satellite location following the woods, a small batch brewery, barrel aging room, and tap room at Denver's The Source Hotel, and a branded tap room at the Mohegan Sun Casino and Resort in Connecticut. My issue with this and opening a brewery at the airport, I know Stone has one in the San Diego International Airport. We're starting to see this. Are the beers... Uh, priced appropriately. Is it because you're in an airport, you're going to pay more for the beer? Uh, usually, on average, you pay between 7 and $9 for a pint uh, of craft beer, sometimes 10 depending on the alcohol content. But if a beer at the airport is going to cost me 12 to $15, I'm probably not going to buy the beer there, even if I'm waiting uh, for a connecting flight. And I don't like to drink when I get on a plane. Alcohol at high altitudes, not a good idea. So I usually decline from having a, a cocktail when I'm on the flight. But uh, we'll see what happens there. March shipments from U.S. beer companies declined 2% uh, to about 14.3 million barrels of beer compared to the same time last year. That's according to the Beer Institute. They cited unofficial estimates of domestic tax-paid shipments uh, from the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, the TTB. Through the first three months of the year, U.S. breweries have shipped nearly 37.9 million barrels of beer, uh, down uh, just a half a percent compared to March 2018 levels. And uh, Braven Beer, uh, Rhode Island-based Newport Craft Brewing and Distilling, struck a deal to acquire Brooklyn-based Braven Brewing Company's intellectual property assets. Financial terms of the deal not disclosed. Acquiring the uh, Braven intellectual property assets uh, gives us the opportunity to continue Braven's well-established brand and community connection while creating a new outlet for Newport Craft in New York City. That from Newport Craft CEO Brendan O'Donnell via a press release. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Braven, founded by Marshall Thompson and Eric Feldman in 2013, opened a brew pub in the Bushwick neighborhood uh, last September. However, the brewery closed it just last month due to what it described as financial and personal challenges. The company is still attempting to sell their physical assets, including a three and a half barrel electric brew house and lease the twenty five hundred square foot space. All of this information coming from our good friends over at Brewbound, which is a great industry resource uh, for news. And uh, we've had uh, you know guests from Brewbound uh, come on from time to time. Uh, so we thank Brewbound uh, for their uh, Tim Furnari has been on uh, a bunch of times, and we thank him uh, and the website for their uh, news resources. And then finally. Uh, 50 West Director of Sales, Del Hall, uh, he had this beer-only diet going on for Lent, came to a close on Easter Sunday uh, last week. The 43-year-old Hall gave up solid food in favor of two to five beers a day, along with water. He lost more than 40 pounds 
And he says, he told the Cincinnati Inquirer, after 40 days, he felt like he was in his 20s. He added he expected to be eating whatever he wanted within five days, so I'm sure by now he's back on solid foods. But he just he drank beer and water during the 40 days and lost more than 40 pounds. It's not a diet I would recommend to people, but hey, it worked for him, so kudos to Dell. He's been interviewed a million times. I was one of those who was going to reach out to him to see if uh, uh, he would come on the program, but he's been all over the place that at this point, I, I don't know if it's uh, necessary to do the interview. Maybe down the line uh, we'll discuss it. Maybe sometime in the, in, in the summer we'll try and uh, hook up with him and see if he'll come on the program. So finally, the other big news of the hour uh, Weyerbacher Brewing, uh, which is uh, based in eastern Pennsylvania and is 24 years old, uh, they have restructured their operation. So last Monday, the company announced it finalized a partnership with 1518 Holdings LLC. It's a Philadelphia private investment group that will take a 55% ownership stake in Weyerbacher as part of the restructuring. Weyerbacher said on Monday they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The company tries is trying to clean up their debt and jumpstart profitability. Weyerbacher Chief Operating Officer Josh Lampe who will become the president as part of the turnaround, said to the morning call, uh, this is the last step in the process to investment. We were hoping to get through without entering Chapter 11, but the group of investors that we're working with felt it was necessary in order to move forward quickly. Lampy said a Weyerbacher was looking for a partner for the last 18 months as financial issues weighed on the regional brewing uh, competing in a saturated marketplace. In the bankruptcy filing, Weyerbacher said it has between 100 and 199 creditors, estimated liabilities between $1 million and $10 million. Uh, Lampy also said the restructuring will allow Weyerbacher to accelerate certain projects, including opening additional tap rooms and growing their lineup of spirits. They also plan to do some contract brewing to maximize their Eastern facilities production capacity. Last year, the brewery produced 11,000 barrels in Easton, which is way below their 30,000 barrel capacity and underutilization that hurt the operation financially. Lempe said Weyerbacher expects to boost production to 20,000 barrels this year. They're helping out a funk brewing company of Emmaus uh, with more deals likely to follow to help improve cash flow. Uh, they had a couple of layoffs a few months ago that we reported, but Lampy said no job cuts are planned as a, res- as a result of the restructuring. The company employs about 30 full-time and 20 part-time workers. In addition, Weyerbacher founder Dan Weyerbach, also listed as one of the company's largest creditors, will continue to consult with the brewery as he has for the last three years. Now, look, essentially... This is a problem that we've been seeing with breweries. Weyerbacher is kind of one of those uh, small to getting to midsize um, uh, breweries, and they haven't done enough to move the needle. So, you, you know, when you have the ability, when you have other local breweries around that are cranking out beer at a rapid pace and good stuff, a lot of times you're going to get hurt if you're not putting out new product, innovative product, you know, the, the hazy IPAs, et cetera, et cetera. Those shouldn't be the staples of your brewery, but you need to get people in the door. Now, full disclosure, I was at Weyerbrocker la- the, the Friday before last. I went in to pick up the uh, newest offering from them, the chocolate pretzel stout uh, that they came out with. They weren't coming out with their bourbon barrel stout this year. They came out with chocolate pretzel stout. Uh, they were holding off on the, the, the bourbon until next year. Uh, the four-pack of cans cost me $26. I don't have a problem with paying that price. I think it's a little high, but it is a very boozy beer, so I get the $26 price point. Some people may not buy it, but here's the thing. When I walked in there, the tap room was fairly filled on a Friday night at around 5 o'clock. They had music playing. They had a food truck going, uh, uh, there serving food. Uh, the brewery was lively. In fact, it was tough to find a parking space, but here's the thing. 
if you're if you're not getting a buzz and saying, hey, you got to get to Weyerbacher for insanity, or you got to get to Weyerbacher for this or that, a lot of times it's going to hurt you. Also, when you're outside of the local Easton area, I don't see Weyerbacher on a lot of shelves. And if I do see it, it's a lot of beer that's been sitting there for a long time. It's been sitting there for six months or more. They're not moving product. You've got a lot of local breweries in New Jersey that are doing well and are getting shelf space in liquor stores and in bars. Tap space is competitive. If you don't have a bar that has 25 or 50 tap handles, it's going to be tough to find a spot there. We'll talk to Mike Miles about that. He's the New Jersey rep for Weyerbacher. And I want to, one of the questions I want to ask him is, are we seeing a difficulty of Weyerbacher getting into bars to get their product out there? And I'm sure that that is the case here. So when you're not doing those things, you're going to run into a cash flow problem. You're going to run into a problem. And again, that's why they had to file for Chapter 11. But the good news is they're not laying off employees. I think Weyerbacher has a strong brand in their Belgian beers, in their stronger beers. I think that's where they need to compete. I know everybody wants that juicy IPA, that hazy IPA. But maybe it's time to get back to what you do best. Do those Belgian beers, do those strong beers, and and market that product. I think that's where you're going to get people uh, to buy your product. We'll see. We'll talk to Mike Miles coming up in about 10 minutes from now. But when we come back after a short break, more news from around the beer world, including Modern Times starting a crowdfunding sourcing campaign uh, to make them a little bit more public. They're having some troubles uh, as well in Beerland in San Diego. That's coming up in just a couple of minutes on the Algatulo Craft Beercast on AM 970 The Answer. Relief Factor is made from high quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh yeah, this stuff is is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com.
Oh, yeah. They chew you up and spit you out. You're left for dead. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little more of uh, Sammy Hagar and the Circle. That is Can't Hang, which is Chapter 3. Uh, that Sammy has said, and this is their new concept album, the uh, Sammy Hagar and the Circle, called The Space Between. And this is uh, that's a track called Can't Hang. It is uh, chapter three. He says the, there's not tracks on the album. Uh, there are chapters because they tell a story. And he's encouraging people to listen to the album from beginning to end. And the, uh, the, the album tells a story. So uh, I actually have to pick this up. I've been pulling tracks off of YouTube and uh, playing little snippets of it here on the uh, the birthday edition of the Craft Beer Cast. Yes, today uh, on the night the show is airing, April 28th, uh, Sunday, uh, it is my birthday. And um, I am one year away from 50. We'll put it that way. Now, follow me uh, on uh, social media. Very easy. On Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email. At Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. And coming soon, we will be on the Hopped Up Network at hoppedupnetwork.com. You can go right there. There is a plethora of different beer casts and shows. Uh, I would encourage you to check all of them out. Uh, all of them having to deal with many different things. South Jersey Beer Scene's on there. Uh, I think uh, Selling Craft Beer is on that network as well. Uh, and my show will be on there as well. So uh, encourage you to check it out and leave me some feedback. If you're listening on iTunes, give it a click, give it a rating, give it a feedback. We'd love to to hear your feedback. Same thing with Google Play uh, or email me. Uh, if there's something you like, something you don't like, uh, would encourage emails at Albert G A L B E R T G at nycradio.com. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Mike Miles, he's the New Jersey rep from Weyerbacher Brewing in Eastern Pennsylvania, will join me. They are in the news this week, as we spoke last segment, about how they um, are um, filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. They have investors that are coming in that will be acquiring uh, the company or sort of partnering up with the company. And uh, Mike's going to join me for a reaction to the news about Weyerbacher, which will be coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. Uh, Some more beer news to get to. this is an important one. This came out about a week ago, and I missed it because it was at the tail end of the week, and I had already put the show in the can for the week before. Uh, but San Diego's uh, Modern Times uh, has turned to crowdfunding in an effort to raise more than a million dollars, which it says will be allocated for the continued operation of its business, minor efficiency projects and equipment purchases, as well as continued expansion. Um, they, uh, they put this up on the WeFunder platform. The company has provided future investors and others throughout the beer industry with a peek under the hood of one of the fastest-growing craft breweries in the United States. Modern Times has valued itself at $264 million prior to the raise, is offering 4,242 shares at $252.20 per share, with a minimum target of securing uh, $50,187.80 and a maximum of uh, just over a million dollars. And according to brewery spokesman Dan Reed... Modern Times would give up 0.4% ownership in the company if the round is fully funded. Uh, The Brewers Association ranks uh, Modern Times as the 45th largest craft brewery in the United States. They sold a little over 51,000 barrels of beer uh, last year, up from 36,000 the year prior, and grew revenue 59% to $30.5 million. That's according to the WeFunder filing. They expect to grow sales of just under 60,000 barrels this year on its way to $37 million in revenue. But it comes at a cost for them. 
Um, according to a breakdown of Modern Times' 2018 financials, which was, again, posted to this WeFunder site where you could do a search, go on WeFunder and do a search for Modern Times, um, they were not prepared or reviewed by an independent accountant. The brewery recorded a nearly $3 million loss last year, uh, and this coming from Brewbound in an email to Brewbound, Modern Times founder Jacob McKean wrote that losses were non-operating and attributable to large capital expenditures as well as the company's employee stock ownership plan, which requires it to record stock compensation expenses on its profit and loss statement. The company also carried more than $4.2 million in short-term debt, which is typically repaid over a 12-month period, and nearly $18 million in long-term debt during its most recent fiscal year, uh, in 2017, according to an SEC filing at the close of uh, last year, the company said it had more than $2.1 million in short-term debt. So um, Modern Times employs about 250 workers, ships beer to seven states, um, somewhat leveraged a disclosed debt ratio of 166%. So what, what Modern Times is basically doing, and their, their owner said, look, we could have sold the brewery, uh, to a big company, trust fund, uh, an investor, but we want to keep it uh, with this, you know, uh, employee stock ownership plan. We want to keep it ours. Um, so this is an interesting thing. So Modern Times is 30% owned by the employees. McKean currently owns and will continue to maintain a majority of the business following the race. So he's going to be the primary owner. But uh, again, what he said, you know, the easy way out would be to sell it to somebody else. And he's he's quoted as saying, we're trying this because we want to stay independent and we want to stay accountable to our fans and our employees. Um, this is interesting. They they have, Modern Times is saying they never had to spend a dollar on advertising. Uh, it's, it's a lot of word, word of mouth and getting around. And look, I visited one of Modern Times' places in San Diego two years ago. Really cool hip place in San Diego's college district. Um, the, the walls were, were adorned with old floppy disks and they had, uh, you know, lampshades and all kinds of stuff. It was a cr- really cool, crazy place. Their beer is fantastic. The modern times make some really great beer and we're starting to see it now in New Jersey. I think they're in New Jersey and I believe they're in New York as well. Cause I've seen it on Staten Island, uh, for sure. So they're branching out very slowly. And it's that's one of those breweries that you just don't want to see go by the wayside. So it's interesting. They're trying to raise money through a stock option that people can invest in about a, uh, just about 0.4% of the company. Weyerbacher, in our last segment that we talked about, uh, brought in investors to assume control of the company for now and kind of, or I shouldn't say assume control of the company, a partner with the company, so to take it to the next level. Modern Times is much smaller than Weyerbacher. Weyerbacher is in more states, but they're not, they didn't see as much movement. Whereas modern times, because they're in San Diego and it's such a hotbed of beer, they're seeing a lot of volume, but they're not able to keep up with it. And they're trying to expand to different things. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here if they get the money. Now, again, they're looking for a maximum of a million. They're trying to raise about 50,000. So you kind of have to you got to read between the lines there. What's the go- where, where is a good enough spot for them? If they raise a half a million, is that enough? Who knows? They do have a lot of debt uh, to pay down for this year. Uh, we'll see. Now, again, long-term debt is long-term debt. I'm talking the short-term debt that they need to get paid off in a year. We'll see if they can do it. If they can raise that million, then they can pay a bulk of uh, you know a chunk of their debt, and uh, we'll see. It would, I, I would hate to see modern times go out of business or be sold uh, to an investor because I think that would be, not be a good thing uh, for the brewery. I don't think it would be good 
for uh, breweries in general, especially because Modern Times is such a big, you know, a, a, I shouldn't even say it's a big brewery. It's a medium-sized brewery, and you don't want to see that happen uh, to people. As we continue on here with news and notes on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM's 970, The Answer, Founders has released Mas Agave. That'll be the third release in the brewery's uh, Barrel Age series. It's an Imperial Lime Goza-style ale brewed with agave and aged in tequila barrels. Masagave is the first tequila barrel aged beer founders has bottled. It is a 10% ABV Masagave. It'll be available in all markets uh, beginning in early May in four packs and 750 milliliter bottles. Uh, Masagave will be available in both the Detroit and Grand Rapids tap locations, uh, tap room locations on May 3rd. Uh, Masagave preceded by KBS and Backwards Bastard in the brewery's 2019 barrel aged series. Uh, it will be followed by a yet-to-be-announced release in September, and then CBS will be coming your way in November. So kudos to the folks from Founders. I know I'll be getting a bottle of that soon to review. Uh, Samuel Adams has a new version of their Summer Rail. So uh, Jim Cook sent out a press release. Sam Adams sent out a press release about this. And uh, they uh, decided to uh, experiment in their nano brewery in Boston on their Summer Rail. And as Jim says uh, in the uh, press release, after several rounds of brewing, we created a new recipe that builds on the delicious character of summer ale that we love while giving it a more citrusy, refreshing taste. We literally juiced up the recipe, adding more orange, lime, and lemon peel notes and rebalanced the other ingredients after months of pouring nano batches of excellent beer down the drain. We nailed it. We shared it with our visitors uh, in our tap room. They agreed. We hope you will, too. Uh, and he says, I'm proud to send you our new lighter and brighter Samuel Adams Summer Ale. I hope it will be a welcome early kickoff to your summer. Uh, I am going to be getting some of this. I am definitely going to try it. Sam Adams Summer Ale is one of those beers that I enjoy immensely uh, as the kickoff to summer. So I cannot wait uh, for that beer to come around uh, and try that. And I will certainly get a review uh, for you folks as soon as I can. Real quick before we take a break, beer bacon a beer barbecue bacon showdown that's taking place Saturday, May 18th at Lewis Morris Park in Domeadow Field in Morristown. 30 New Jersey breweries are going to be there. Get tickets at njbeerbbqfest.com. The VIP session starts from noon to 1. General admission is from 1 to 5. The VIP brewery at the event, Carton Brewing. And it's all Jersey beers. I will be there as a judge. Love for you to come out. Get your tickets. You're going to get a, uh, a, a commemorative a, a glass. Uh, food for uh, for purchase, and of course, all the Jersey beers. Go to njbeerbbqfest.com for tickets and more information. When we come back after a short break, Mike Miles, the New Jersey rep from Weyerbacher Brewing in Easton, Pennsylvania, will join me. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's fair and 47 degrees. What's going on? We have The Answer. Crews are giving the all clear after a measles scare at JFK Airport. A jet blew flight out of the Dominican Republic landed at the Queens Airport Sunday evening, and there were reports that a passenger may have measles. The plane was quarantined, and emergency crews showed up to evaluate the situation. The Port Authority says EMS examined the passenger, found that they were previously vaccinated, and cleared the situation. The aircraft then went to its gate to Duplain. This scare comes as an ongoing measles outbreak continues in the tri-state area, most notably within Orthodox Jewish communities in Brooklyn and 
Rockland County. New York Islanders find themselves in a tough spot as they try to continue their run in the NHL playoffs. They lost 2-1 to one, uh, today to the Carolina Hurricanes at the Barclays Center. The Islanders are now down 2-0 and oh in the best of seven series. New York had a one-goal lead for a good chunk of the game, but Carolina scored twice in the third period and held on to win. The next game is Wednesday night in Carolina. As we take a look at sports, well, the Mets did beat the Brewers 5-2. The Yankees beat the Giants 11-5 in the NBA playoffs. Game one of the best of seven East semifinals, Celtics beat the Bucks 112-90. And then the first game of the best of seven West semifinals, Houston Rockets fell to the Warriors 104-100. to Traffic delays. Well, if you're traveling to the city via the GWB, it looks good on the upper deck. Lower level is slated for easy pass customers only, along with the Palisades approach until 6 in the morning. Holland Lincoln tunnels are a pretty good ride. Once you get into the city, Harlem River Drive looks good. West Side Highway, there are no reported delays. Weather for tonight, mostly cloudy. Some gradual clearing. Lows 43 degrees. For tomorrow, increasing clouds. High near 57 and then becoming sunny in the afternoon. On Tuesday, we'll see a 50% chance of some light rain early and then mostly cloudy with some highs near 65. You now know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970, The Answer. Oh, wow! It can't be. Oh, yes, yes, yes! Oh, where have you been? If you snore, the first time you use mute can be quite an experience. <laughs> I can breathe! I can breathe! Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. (laughs) Thanks to Mute, you get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth, which means less snoring and more chance of sleep. Oh, that's the best night I've had in years. In trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more. Snore less. Sleep better. AM 97. The Answer. All right, welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, it's a week of kind of like um, some changes, but also history making in terms of music. So earlier this week, Black Sabbath, uh, what was it, 39 years ago, came out with uh, Heaven and Hell. Uh, We were playing some Sammy Hagar stuff because they're on a new tour, Sammy Hagar in the Circle. And then live, I just noticed this on Facebook a little while ago, uh, it is the 25th anniversary of Live's Throwing Copper album. They're touring this summer with Bush. And what a great way to introduce my next guest on the program. We'll get to that in a second. Live Bush. Live is from York, Pennsylvania. My next guest, even though he lives in New Jersey, works for a Pennsylvania brewery. But follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, uh, Google Play, iTunes, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can also go on the Hopped Up Network, 
com, and you can check out my podcast and many other podcasts on there now. This week we started on the uh, Hopped Up Network, so hoppedupnetwork.com uh, for the latest. There's a lot of great podcasts there, including my own. But my next guest, he is the New Jersey rep for Weyerbacher Brewing, and they are in the news this week. Some would say it's not good news. Others would say it is good news. Weyerbacher.com is the website for more information because they are not closing, my friends. They will stay open. But let me welcome back onto the program Mike Miles. Mike, how are you, my friend? Hey, yeah, good. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. You got it. Let's get right into it. Weyerbacher filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy this past Monday. They also entered into a deal uh, with the Philadelphia investment firm 1518 Holdings LLC. How does this affect the company as a whole? Um, it really didn't. I mean, you know, I mean, unfortunately, we were we were we were cash strapped. Um, you know, it was a combination of certainly the local brewery. Um, feel that, and as you're well aware, that is not only taking the, the the state of New Jersey by storm, but the nation by storm. So we right. felt that crunch. Plus, you know, just you know, just some financial um, hardships or difficulties or decisions that that kind of got in our way. And I mean, it was just a culmination of things. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of what brought us to it. And I, you know, I, I appreciate you clarifying at the very start that although we we did file. Chapter Eleven, our our doors by by no means are closing. It's it's almost a, as a fresh start. We're we're, we're starting over, and uh, you know, going to continue to make some good beer. Yeah, and, and clearly, at least in my opinion, Mike, the brewery overextended themselves over the past few years. Was unable to pay down on their debt, and like you said, we're seeing that with a lot of mid level sized brewers. So, hence the investment firm coming in and taking on a piece of the company ownership, though which includes uh, Josh Lampy, is still retaining control of the company, has been expanding. A new tap room was opened in New Hope. Uh, so I guess the plan, Mike, is not to really kind of slow down a little bit, but to, but to move forward in a more measured way, right? That's correct. Yeah, um, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And I mean, we also have future plans to open up a you know a tap room uh, up in the Poconos and stuff like that. But this was again just trying to trying to get ourselves centered, trying to trying to figure out, um, you know, or, or excuse me, trying to continue to make great beer, just get our feet out from right. you know uh, from from under us. So because I mean, every, we were. You know, I mean, you know how it is. I mean, after a while, you get your head underwater and you just can't breathe. So mm-hmm. this, this was just more or less just riding the ship. Yep, that's it. Talking with Mike Miles, the New Jersey rep for Weyerbacher Brewing out of Easton, Pennsylvania. Very easy to get to right over the border. Uh, if you take Route 78 East, uh, um, uh, West up, you just go right over the border, pay the toll first exit, make a right, make a quick left, go down the street, you run right into it. It's fantastic. Weyerbacher.com is the website for more information. And they are not closing, by the way. They're just restructuring a little bit here. And we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Mike, one of the biggest issues we are seeing with a lot of mid-level-sized breweries is the trend now to buy and drink from local places or hyper-local, as the industry is calling it. Obviously, this hurt Weyerbacher over the last few years that they really, you know, as as good a beer as they're making, a lot of people were opting for that that real ultra-local flavor, right? Correct. Correct. So, yeah, um, you know, when we've tried to kind of uh, placate that a little bit by doing collaborations with local breweries, uh, <clears throat> we did one with Brotherton last year and then the year before that. We did one with Kate May, so um, you know. So we're 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 trying to, uh, I guess, kind of latch on 
to to the local people. And and the other thing is, is that, I mean, look, I understand we're not in New Jersey, but like you said, we're the first exit over. So we're not, it's not like you're you're getting us from, from, from a great distance, but um, you know, I mean, we still, we still have a very solid presence, you know, just right over the border, like Phillipsburg, even Flemington area and stuff like that. In fact, I was up, up in Annandale last night doing it, doing an event for, for a great turnout. So, um, you know, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the, the local Phoenix and especially in some cases, the extreme, you know, the hyper local is, uh, is the way to go right now. So, and to kind of give you an idea, I mean, you know, what the future holds for Weyerbach, I mean, look, we're going to, we're going to continue to make great beer. You know, we're adding contract brewing to our production. We're right. going to be doubling our output for the year and so on and so forth. Right, so. right. I know. I mean, you've expanded your space, and I know that Josh had mentioned to the morning call that uh, I think Funk Brewing out of Emmaus uh, is going to come in and do some uh, contract brewing with uh, with you guys. I guess their space is so small, and they need to uh, to brew more beer, and you, and Weyerbacher obviously has the space to do that. But um, as, as a salesman, though, Mike, I would think the other big issue for you is tap space and shelf space. No doubt the accounts that have been loyal to you are buying, like you mentioned, uh, a couple of the districts in New Jersey that are you know uh, are loyal to you guys. But how tough is it from a salesman perspective when you walk into a new establishment and the guy says, you know, you're from, where, where are you guys from, Easton? No, I, I, you know, I'm looking for local. I'm trying to tap into the local area. Has that happened at all to you? It has. It has, but... You know, when, I'm always big on uh, you know, for especially for like an account like that 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 a, a may not be familiar with Weyerbacher mm-hmm. or B just says, look, I don't have I don't have room or you know I'm not sure if I want to carry you guys so on and so forth. I typically like to leave a sample for that person that way they can try our beer and it's typically our Merry Monks because that's our flagship brew. Our other one is right. they're an idiot, but you know, um, in this way. Uh, Mary Mux is more of an introduction to the brewery, and people can can see that. Look, I mean, we're 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 Belgian style brewery. This is this is our, you know, our 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 niche. This is what 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 we do, and so on and so forth. So yeah, I mean, look, there's going to be challenges, absolutely, and f- certainly finally in this chapter eleven, and you know, there were production issues in the past and all that. The great thing is, though, Al, mm-hmm. is that uh, between the production issues that we had towards the end uh, towards the end of uh, late last year, mm. and with this chapter eleven, tra- chapter eleven filing, is I've heard from a, a lot of people, and a lot of, uh, and it's and it's been it's been positive. I mean, yeah, of course you're going to get a you know so, some negative blowback, but sure. for the overwhelming majority, it's been positive. Like you know, we're glad you're not closing. We're glad that you guys are still going to be be making great beer, and not only that, but we're glad that you guys are kind of you know, recentering yourselves, getting your getting your guys' selves back to, to where you need to be and, and so on and so forth. Mike, that's a great point because, you know, and you said it, you're a Belgian-style beer company. And I was talking with Ernie from Paragon on uh, Thursday night, and I said to him, I said, you know what? And we were, we were discussing, you know, the whole Weyerbacher situation, and I said, they have to go back to making the beer that makes them the company that they are. That's what you have to – that's kind of what you have to do. If you're known as a Belgian company – Make those beers and make them great. The stouts, I mean, when you guys do the Sunday morning, the uh, the Sunday stouts, they're fantastic. The new one, the chocolate pretzel stout, is a fantastic beer. It's got a lot of great presence to it. That's, I, I think, where some some breweries, and I'm not saying Weyerbacher did this, but I, I think sometimes people are going, oh, this is the trend? Well, we have to make this. Well, if you don't necessarily make that on a regular basis, you're not going to get fans that way. They're not going to come in just because of that. You want them to come in because of your staples. No, you're absolutely right, and um, you know I, I don't want to necessarily, necessarily say we made the mistake in doing that, but I mean we kind of you know had our head in the sands for a while. We we weren't reactionary to 
to what the um you know what the what the beer scene was was calling for right. and stuff like that. So I mean, yeah, we you know we have an IPA, but we're not known for our IPAs. Right. But the other thing was is that I mean we we had all high ABV stuff and did maybe maybe we did maybe we didn't get too too cute. But look, at the end of the day, we realized that it's our core brand. Like people know us for Belgium for high octane mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I mean, we're that's what we're doing. We're going back to our roots right now, and um, once we get settled and you know we, we we get our heads about ourselves and our feet about ourselves, then then we can look forward to to change it back up a little bit. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We're talking with Mike Miles, the New Jersey rep for Weyerbacher Brewing out of Easton, Pennsylvania. Weyerbacher dot com, the website for more information. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. So, Mike, last question from me: uh, What does Weyerbacher have upcoming that's headed to the brewery and or uh, distri- distribution? So we are coming out with our 24th anniversary brew. That should hit the market in June. We're actually calling it 24 because we just like to go against the grain. <laughs> and it's and it's a uh, Mexican-style imperial lager with, with lime. So um, kind, of, kind of look at it, uh, look at it as a, um, uh, I don't want to, let's just say the big boy lime, if you know what I mean. Okay. So, All right. <laughs> I like it. And uh, yeah, so we're uh, yeah, so that's that's the next one that's coming out. And then look, I mean, we're, we're, we don't we don't shy away from ourselves. Look forward in in probably sometime in July because we like to be the first one out. And you'll you'll probably call me crazy, but mm. uh, we'll be out with our imperial pumpkin before we know it. There you so. go, there you go. And that's listen, that's that's a great beer. I mean, I, I people, I, I'm not a big pumpkin guy, but that is one of them that I would certainly drink. Uh, you know, anytime. That's a fantastic beer. So that's a good stuff. And I think chocolate pretzel stout is coming out in limited distribution in cans. That's correct. May first. I was going to just say that. Yes, May first. It and I mean when it's extremely limited. Yeah, we. Yeah. We um, there is no draft fine in the state of New Jersey at all, so it wow. will just be cans, and it's it's a one shot deal. So um, we New Jersey was actually the the last market to get it because the the tap room was sold out. Basically, all the surrounding areas are sold out. So New Jersey is going to I, uh, get it, and I would say if you're going to get it, get it because it's going to be hard to come by. Uh, I, I would agree 100 percent on that one because when I was there last Friday, the Friday before last, the place was was jumping, music was going, and boy, it was those those cans were flying out the door. So good stuff. My, uh, my guest has been Mike Miles, the New Jersey rep from Weyerbacher Brewing out of Eastern Pennsylvania. They're not closing, folks. Weyerbacher.com is the website for more information on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Mike. Thanks so much, my friend, for joining me. Uh, very much appreciate it. We'll talk and see, and I'll see you down the line. Al, thank you, and hey, have a happy birthday this weekend too. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. When we come back, suds and duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. AM 970, The Answer, Kevin McCullough. Glad to be with you each weekday at 5. Glad to be with you now to get you to think about helping one of our neighbors to the south, the little island nation of Haiti, where people are dying because there's not enough food, not enough water. Todd Chapman rejoins us. It's not in the news here in the United States, but Kevin, you're exactly right. A longstanding drought in Haiti has decimated the food supplies, clean water, nearly impossible to find. But food for the poor is on the ground, as we have been for more than 30 years in Haiti, saving these families. But friends, we need your help to keep the aid flowing, and your gifts right now can make that happen. $27 a month for the next 12 months will rescue one family. If you give now, it will be matched and doubled. You'll rescue two families.
please. Will you call 855-919-4673? 855-919-4673. You can also give online at am970theanswer.com. That's 855-919-4673. Segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. A little Neon Knights from the Black Sabbath Dio um, version of. Um, of the band Heaven and Hell, thirty-nine years ago, uh, this way thirty-nine was it thirty-nine? Yeah, right. Yeah, because yep, thirty-nine years ago this week, Heaven and Hell uh, came out. So uh, wanted to uh, pay homage to that group. They only did two albums. It was Heaven and Hell, and um, what was the other one? My God, Mob Rules. Um, but I thought that was the best iteration of Black Sabbath. I know Aussie fans are going to scream at me for that one and say you're out of your mind, but uh, I thought Dio and Black Sabbath were the perfect fit for one another because they were. It, Dio was very mystical, great uh, writer of lyrics, really took a lot of the burden off of Tony Iommi, and uh, I thought those two albums, I thought they put together some of their best work. They were tight, hard, heavy, um, just good stuff, and then Dio with his early solo work, uh, you know, capitalizing on that, it was just phenomenal. But anyway, and I miss Dio. Dio died a couple of, Ronnie James Dio died a couple of years ago. Uh, very bad form. I think it was pancreatic cancer. Just um, just horrible. So I miss Ronnie. He was uh, wonderful to see uh, live. And oddly enough, only saw him once live, uh, coincidentally enough. I've mentioned this before on the show. Only seen him once. Uh, 1987, I think it was. The Russian, no, uh, 85. Madison Square Garden. It was Accept's Russian Roulette Tour, and it was the last studio album with Vivian Campbell uh, in the band with Dio. There you go. Sacred Heart uh, Tour, I think that was. Anyway, uh, we are into our final segment of the program, which, of course, is Suds and Duds. That's where I tell you about all the various beers uh, that uh, I have uh, had over the past week or so, and I tell you if I like them. There are Suds. If they're a Dud, uh, that's the one that, or, or ones that I don't like. By the way, we are also on the Hopped Up Network now. HoppedUpNetwork.com. If you go on there, there's a plethora of beer uh, casts on there, um, podcasts that you can download and listen to at your leisure. I am going to uh, do my best to try and sift through a whole bunch of them. I know the, um, uh, oh my God, you know what? Let me call up the website real quick uh, before we uh, get into suds and duds. South Jersey Beer Scene is on there. Selling Craft Beer uh, is on there as well. You definitely want to check those uh, those, uh, two out. Uh, for sure, Jersey Beer Guys and a Girl, uh, they do some good stuff as well. There's uh, What's on Tap is on there as well. We've been uh, uh, on that program before with Gary Monteroso and Tara Nuren and uh, John Couchard. So uh, you definitely want to check it out. And uh, again, like I said, the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast is on there as well. Very cool there. So let's get into Suds and Duds. The good folks from Coronado Brewing uh, sent me a can of their collaboration between them and Belching Beaver. 
uh, a beer called Tooth and Tail. Uh, this is fantastic. Hazy, bursting with tropical flavor, good bitter bite, uh, a great representation of a New England IPA. Most people think of a New England IPA as being hazy and juicy. It doesn't have to be juicy. You can still have that West Coast influence of a, of some bitterness there and a bite to it uh, with that beer. This was fantastic. Tail and uh, tooth and tail. Or actually, it's tail and tooth. You know what? I checked into the wrong beer on Untapped. Interestingly enough, you can follow me there uh, at Gatulo. So, all right, uh, uh, my mistake, but still a fantastic beer. Good stuff if you're out in Southern California and can get a chance to check it out. I know in the Philly area uh, they have it. Unfortunately, in Jersey, uh, Coronado has kind of given up their distribution here in New Jersey. So, uh, uh, unfortunately, I can't get it. So that's why I have a connection with the brewery. They send me uh, some of their newer stuff when they come out. Anyway, continuing on, uh, Departed Souls had sent me some beers a few weeks back, working my way through them. Auto Hops, a solid IPA, hazy, malty, a decent bite on this. Uh, this was really good. Thanks, Brian Kulbaki, uh, for, um, for the beer. Very much appreciated that. And then uh, the whole point of having uh, Mike Miles on from Weyerbacher this week Last week, I was at Weyerbacher. My brother-in-law lives in Wingap, Pennsylvania, and uh, made a stop at Weyerbacher because I knew that the Sunday morning stout, the chocolate pretzel version, uh, was out, and I wanted to pick up a four-pack of it. Um, a huge, boozy, chocolate, bourbon, a uh, little bit of sea salt in there. It was very smooth and very heavy, 12.7 uh, ABV. So this is uh, a kind of one-and-done uh, kind of beer for me. Uh, this is definitely not something that I could have two two or three of these. Uh, they come in 16-ounce cans. Uh, the price point, I thought, at first was a little high. It was $26 for the four-pack. But when you really break it down, it's about $6.50 a can, $6.57 a can. A bar would probably charge for a pint of this, or probably not even a pint. It's probably a 10-ounce or a 12-ounce pour. bar would probably charge about nine, $9 to $10. So uh, you know what? It's not unreasonable. Um, now, some people will say, is that the reason why Weyerbacher uh, is filing for bankruptcy? No. Uh, we detailed that with Mike uh, in our last segment. And, and to be honest with you, in my opinion, I think they overextended themselves a little bit, and I think they missed the market. I think they didn't read the market for for what they make well enough. They make great, big, boozy beers and Belgian-style beers. That's what they need to stick with. Uh, trying to reinvent the wheel or jump on a craze or a, uh, a fad. And I don't even think juicy IPAs are a fad anymore. They're a legitimate uh, a beer because so many people are drinking them now. Um, and it's an it's an approachable beer that um, they should stick to what they know. And that's where the business will be a success. And I hope they stay in business. Weyerbacher makes good beers. Their tap room is a great little tap room right over Route 78 as soon as you get into Pennsylvania and eastern Pennsylvania. As we continue on here, Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. And again, you can follow us as well and uh, listen to us on the Hopped Up Network. So uh, welcome to those of you that are listening from the Hopped Up Network. Uh, Funky Buddha sent me no crusts. This is a peanut butter and jelly beer, and I have to tell you, very different in an interesting way. You can smell the roasted peanut butter right up front. As soon as you pour it in the glass, you smell roasted peanut butter. It reminds me of Skippy. I, I'm a Jif guy, but it reminds me of Skippy uh, peanut butter. I don't know why I got that sensation when I smelled it, but that's that's what I got. Skippy peanut butter. And then when you sip it, you really don't get the peanut. You get the grape jelly when you sip it. And I'm not a peanut butter and jelly guy. I like my peanut butter plain. On white bread, most of the time toasted. I like a toasted uh, bread with a little peanut butter on it. 
I'm not a jelly guy. I like jelly on toast. I like jelly on bagels uh, with some butter and maybe a little cream cheese. I don't like it with peanut butter. I'm just not a fan of it. Never have been. Uh, but this is a great, this is a really good beer. I don't know if I could have more than one of them, uh, but it's a very, very interesting, different type of beer in a good way. There you go. Uh, I had a, a can left over of Halitu, uh, uh, Halitar Galaxia, uh, Galaxia uh, from McKellar. Still good after two months in the fridge. Still juicy and smooth. Very delicious. Uh, fin- uh, had a couple of Killsborough's beers uh, in the refrigerator, which Killsborough and Five Boroughs came out with a collaboration. It's coming out next week. I'm definitely picking it up. Across the Narrows, it's called. I think it's a double dry hop IPA. I definitely have to pick that up. But I had a kaleidoscope from them. Uh, a little more acidic. Uh, when it's sat in the refrigerator for a sour IPA, that's definitely one ha- you have to drink more on the fresh side than letting it sit. I- I'm, I Unfortunately, I let it sit too long in the refrigerator, so it got a little more acidic. Uh, the pineapple and tangerine really turned, uh, you know, acidy, and, and uh, I didn't like that. Um, acidy, that's not a word. Acidic, that's the word. Uh, sleight of hand, uh, another can of that, and still a banging beer after a couple of months in the fridge. This is this was canned back in January, so almost four months now. Uh, sli- the sleight of hand, the double dry hopped uh, IPA, so smooth. Love that beer; it is just fantastic. And then my good friends from Paragon Tap and Table, real quick, had uh, a, to- a toppling Goliath Brewing uh, tap takeover the other night. These guys are out of Chicago, out of Illinois. Fantastic! And the first one right off the bat, the King Sue. Everything you want in an IPA does not disappoint. I rated it very high on Untapped and well worth uh, the pour. That's definitely a six-pack I could pick up and enjoy uh, all summer long. Then moved on to the Golden Nugget IPA. Uh, great hop, nice pine uh, in that one. Had a Dorothy's New World Lager, a smooth, easy-drinking lager. Uh, certainly a lawnmower beer. I liked it a lot. In fact, I, there wasn't much. I, I don't think there was anything from them that I didn't like. The Double Dry Hop Pseudo Sue. Probably my favorite of the bunch. So good. Very impressed. Love the tropical burst. That is definitely one. And to be honest, folks, the first beer that I had, the King Sioux, I had that taster. Three sips, it was gone. That's how good it was. Uh, had the So the double dry hop Pseudo Sioux, excellent. Pseudo Sioux, tasty, but the double dry hopped I enjoyed more than the regular Pseudo Sioux. So I think out of the bunch, that was probably my least favorite. Uh, Fire Skulls and Monkey, nice bite. Great representation of a New England IPA. Very good. And then uh, finished off with the Morning Latte Imperial Coffee Milk Stout. Uh, Smooth, coffee, silky, uh, loved it a lot. High ABV, not super high, but up there in the nines. Uh, And um, to be honest with you, uh, more coffee than anything else. A nice after-dinner beer, uh, really good. So kudos from the folks at Toppling Goliath. Uh, They they make very, very good beer and have to do some more research on them. Uh, But they are... Uh, that was well worth the tap takeover. And, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, Mike Miles, the New Jersey rep from Weyerbacher Brewing, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.